Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, Primo Primos. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your Primo Luis Velasquez. That's your Primo Christopher Costello. And we are... Hey, Chris, this is We Are Back, take two. All right. We are back, take two. It's been a long time since uh, we posted anything. Uh, we tried last week. We had a bunch of technical difficulties. We did a whole show and uh, was not able to uh, to get it uploaded. So we're trying this again. We are back from a long hiatus. How you doing, Chris? I'm great, man. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get back into the swing of things. Watching Wembayana. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, <laughs> basketball season is confusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not as close to being as good as possible. And Tennessee is Tennessee once again in football. <sighs> so we are back to this crap. Only thing I can hold my head on is uh, college football. I know that's not really your like your thing, but uh, college football uh, this weekend is going to be crazy. You got all the yeah, it is. all the conference championship games. You've got the one through seven that are battling uh, to make the playoffs. What conference is Texas in anymore? Uh, this is, is that still the Big Twelve. Yes, yeah, it's, it's last year for the Big Twelve. Next year they'll be in the SEC. But it's the last the last Big Twelve title will come to Texas. But is the Big Twelve twelve teams? No, it's got like because Houston is in it now. That's this, true. BYU BYU's like in it. Cincinnati's in it. And so, and then next year, oh. next year Arizona is coming in it. Colorado's coming in it. I so this is the thing I don't understand that maybe you can explain to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. As as these conferences shift, and obviously, like it's no longer like regional or as regional as it used to be. What's the point of the conferences in regards to the national championship selection, like? Because I know that right now the conversation is that there might be uh, that there's never been in the playoff. I, I might be wrong, but I don't think so. There's never been a two-loss team to make the, the final four. And right now, the SEC, all the power schools might have at least one loss. And then you have schools that are looking to get in that might have no losses. And it seems like the news is that, or the commentators are basically like, to have a playoff without an SEC team is foolish and almost disrespectful to like all of college football because of the strength of that conference. Can you explain to me and to other people then, why do we exist outside of the SEC then, if the SEC is really what they're saying college football is? I've never been a believer that the SEC is a powerhouse conference. They just always had really. They just always had the top tier. Like there's Alabama and Georgia, right? Those are two of the top two teams, right? And they're always there's always two teams that are like one of the best in the country. It's usually Alabama yes. and somewhere else, someone else. It's usually Alabama and, like and Georgia, or Alabama LSU. Or sometimes Alabama and Auburn, right? But it's only two teams. And usually those two teams are crazy good. But the rest of the conference yeah. just piggyback off of 
off of okay. off of them. That's what I've, I've always believed. What I think is happening. That's also the conference that you want to go to if you want to go pro, right? As an individual player. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. It is that, it, and honestly, I don't think it's really conferences anymore as far as just teams, right? Like you want to go to yeah. Ohio, Ohio State. I would say that's you want to yeah, go to yeah. Alabama first, then you want to go to Ohio State second. USC third, Texas fourth, Georgia fifth. They're catching up. I, I did you just try to throw Texas in there and I think did. that no one was gonna. I did. You, did. you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. I like that you you sandwiched it in there. Yeah, really. I did, nice I did real quick. Like I threw Georgia in. Right like, Georgia quick. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think what is happening right now is well, next year the uh, the playoffs are gonna be twelve teams, right? And so. What it's going to wind up being is, honestly, like it's going to be the SEC and the Big Ten. Is what yeah. what it's like the two teams, and then like I have a feeling like between those two conferences, when it's all said and done, like those are going to be like all the teams, right? The Big Ten and okay. the SEC, and then what it's going to look like is is like Big Ten. West is going to be like the Pac-10. And then Big okay, 10. Okay, that's what I was going to yeah. ask, the Pac-10. Yeah, because there's no Pac-10 next year, right? This is the last year for the Pac-10. There's no Pac-10. So, wait, where are all those schools going? Uh, Oregon and Washington are going to the Big 10. Like I said, Arizona. Oh, okay. Arizona is going to the Big 12. I think Washington. What about like USC? USC is going to uh, the Big Ten. Got it. Okay. So like it's it's they it's split up between the Big Twelve and the, but there's two teams. I think it's uh, Oregon State is left behind and UCLA. Damn. Is left behind and they don't have a conference right now, but I think like they're trying to get like in the Mountain West or or some crappy ass conference like that. They're still trying to what, find. What out. is the What's the benefit of joining a conference? Money. Money. It's just pulling the money. Yeah, it's just pulling the money. It's all it is because the TV deals that the SEC has. That's right. Yep. And the Big Ten has is like crazy. Uh, which which really is kind of where Texas does fall in. Yeah. In the sense of being worthy of going to because they have their own football network. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, and they've always been out there. And especially... Now, like yeah, you see, like Texas is back, right? Uh, it's because NIL. It's because of money, like no doubt about it. It's because yeah, yeah. it is. It's because of the NIL deals. Like we're getting crazy recruits because they, they paid the Manning family. Yeah, they paid the Manning family. They're fucking. Are they have like this pancake, uh, like NIL deals, and we're getting like all the top, you know, five star linemen. Yeah, and it's just like. It's just, it is what it like they, they don't they were, I don't think Texas was never good at like trying to hide the money or hiding the money and they couldn't uh-huh. figure out how to get the recruits like that but now that you can just like whatever pay people yeah, yeah. they're just like phew, you know Texas is the number one yeah like Texas even though we've sucked the last 20 years they're kind of like the Yankees right because they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still the number one grossing uh university as far as football wise in the country um so it's just yeah. it's just gonna be like they're gonna be out there if you don't think that they can compete with the sec teams like it's it's like 
We'll see next year right away. So, yeah. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're gonna be they're gonna be loaded. How how long does uh, what's his name? I, I don't know. It's Ewers or Ewers. 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 What year is he in? He's a junior. Uh, well, he's like a senior, but he has a COVID year left. And so yeah. he ha- and he has said he's coming back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Exactly. I don't know. Because I heard who is it? Is it uh? The Maurice Claret is trying to recruit him to go to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get viewers to go back to Ohio State or trying. They're like everybody is like. Saying, no, no, no. They're, tr- they're trying to get Arch Manning. Arch Manning, yeah, yeah, to yeah. go to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Manning has and, said because, like it, like it doesn't matter. Yet, like he's still at Texas, but like, yeah, you can transfer. Like it's like yeah. A, now transferring is yeah. It's too. Easy. You don't have to wait the year, right? No, like he can he can enter. Transfer uh, the draft portal. The, the portal. That's the draft portal. Yeah, it's pretty much it is. The uh, free agent portal uh, starts in uh, like December fifth. I think is the first time that like they you can start transferring. But Texas, anyway, going back to the football this weekend, right? Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be crazy to see how and who uh, who makes the the four. Uh, the four. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being interrupted by Elijah. I think he wants to say hi. Go say hi, Elijah. Hi. <laughs> Elijah, I want you to go like this. Horns down. Don't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hook him. Yeah. Hook him, Elijah. That's I it. have <laughs> never seen. <laughs> anyway, going back. The look that he gave. Yeah, he was like, "What." Anyway, going back to this weekend, it's going to be crazy. You got number one, uh, Michigan, who's playing Iowa. Uh, that should be a wrap, right? Um, number two, Georgia, playing Alabama. Alabama is playing crazy football yeah. right now. Like, a, they, they literally have a shot to to beat Georgia. Uh, third seed is Washington. Washington right now. So, back to They play Oregon. Uh, the pretty much, I think the winner of that game makes it to the uh, the playoffs, and then you have four seed Florida State, who shouldn't be there, but they're undefeated, and they're in the ACC. Is Oregon undefeated? No, they've they've lost to Washington already. Okay, and Washington is undefeated, right? And so is uh, so is Michigan. So is Michigan and Georgia. And Georgia. Right. Okay. So. So in order, and then you have Oregon, who's fifth. Then you have Oregon State, who's sixth, and then uh, I mean Ohio State, who's sixth, and then Texas, who's seventh. So who all have one losses? Yes, and so Ohio State is pretty much like they don't have another game to put on their resume, right? So I, I like they're just going to be stay sixth, I, I believe, right? Um, yeah, because that Michigan loss was just yeah. They're not going to recover. They're from not going to recover from that, so they're they're stuck now. Texas has to win. They play Oklahoma State. Uh, they it's got to be a convincing win. I don't think it can be uh, a close. Can't be close, right? Yeah, it can't be close. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, Florida State, who's playing Louisville. Florida State has their backup quarterback in. Um, Florida State's not that good. Like they just they play in the ACC, and so. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants them in the playoffs. 
Yeah, yeah. Right? It sounds that way from everything I've been hearing. Yeah, nobody wants them in the playoffs. Uh, but if it they go, like if they go undefeated, then it's kind of like you got to put them in. And is that and that's the same for Washington because Washington is deemed to be better, yeah. and they have the the possible it looks more likely Heisman Trophy winner, yeah, in that quarterback, right? Yeah, they have Penix. Um, Penix, yeah. And so we'll see. Like I think Alabama can beat Georgia. Now that that's that's where we're getting into like the chaos theory is if Alabama beats Georgia, who do you kick out? Who do you kick out? Because you, I'm telling you right now, you can't put Alabama in. And not put Texas. Uh huh. You can't because because Texas beat Alabama. Texas beat Alabama in Alabama. Yeah. And so you can't you can't do that. So <laughs> you can't do. They will. They we, will. we both yeah. know. Yeah, we that know. They will. We know. But like like I say though, like they want Texas in the playoffs, right? Like Texas is number one yeah. grossing. Like it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know for the money. Yeah, it's not like we're talking Baylor here, right? Like it's you want Texas in in the playoffs. I, I love the way in which you disrespect other schools <laughs> to hype Texas up. Listen, I'm excited that we, you know I, that's the only thing I'm excited for in, in this season, right? Like you said earlier, Spurs <laughs> are crap, Titans are crap. I just got to hold on to this Texas. You're right. Game. Yeah. But let, let, the Longhorns are on the run. Yeah, let, let's move on. I, one thing that got under my skin, and, and I text you right away when it happened, and I want to hear your side of it is uh, the other the other day. Uh, Spurs are playing. <laughs> I already know. Uh-huh. Spurs are playing the Clippers in San Antonio. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is getting booed. At the free, I mean, he's getting booed the whole game, right? And so Pop gets on the mic, yeah, and and tells the fans that we are better yeah. than this, that we are not this classless. And then yeah. and then when asked about it after the game, he his excuse was, uh, "You don't poke the bear." And then when asked about mm-hmm. it the next day, he was like, well, we're not classless. So I don't know if we're classless or poking a bear. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Because I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I mean, look, I think you can do both. You can try to not poke the bear. And so, which I agree. I, I would not want Kawhi Leonard upset. If we're playing against them in, in a meaningful game, not in this particular game, that's if he'll make it through the season healthy, right? Because we know that he's going to fall apart at some point soon. But for me, my theory around it was <clears throat> a couple of, well, probably two things and two things probably together. Number one, Bob just finished coaching Team USA. It really is not in the in the kind of culture to like be that way. Um, but also, I'm thinking that he's thinking like, and, and this is to a point that you wanted to bring up later about athlete being soft, is I think he thinks, all right, if we're like this and other players see this, they're going to be like, yo, I'm not going to go there and potentially leave and then be treated this way. That's a stretch, though. I think the biggest thing that I would be concerned about is I think it's almost like you're living in the past. 
which is what a lot of people we know do in San Antonio. And I think his thing is like, or not his thing, this would be my thing, is like, yo, we just got the next like generational talent of the next like 30 years, right? Why are we like paying attention to Kawhi Leonard in this way and like living in the past when right now we should be like in this moment here? That's my take on like why I would be like, don't boo or whatever. Do I think that he should have done it? I don't think so. I thought it was really weird to see like a coach just like stop the game in that way. And I think there's something in there where I was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, who do you think you are? You're just getting like, this isn't a fucking high school game. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? So I was kind of embarrassed that he did that in the sense of like a like a pro game. And then I also thought that the, it's like the fans right to be like, now nah, we're going to boo even harder. Yeah, and, and I kind of wasn't mad at it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, right? Okay. <laughs> so one day is the first off. You said it like, who do you think you like the power that Pop think that he has in that city is like he can just tell him not to boo, and thinking that yeah. that he would dare like I'm Popovich, and so they're gonna listen to me. And I think yeah. that was a reality check for him for one. Uh, for two, yeah, agree. Uh, it's booing, right? You're at agree. a sports yeah. complex. You're professional. Like they weren't being disrespectful. Like I, it yeah. wasn't like there. It was just yeah. booing. Like nobody was like. You, I'm sure somebody was cussing, right? I don't say nobody was cussing, but it wasn't like the whole crowd was out here cussing at him, throwing things yeah. at him. They're not chanting. Yeah, they're not chanting. Yeah. It was just boo. Okay, it was just boo. Get over yourself, Pop. Yeah. Okay. And third, you're saying like he's hoping that we get over it. Primo, what have we done since we've lost Kawhi? Yeah. What have we done? You want us to get over it, Pop? When? How about that? Yeah. Because right now, the uh, we haven't done anything since we lost Kawhi, and so we've sucked and we've us as fans really not used to that and spoiled absolutely we're spoiled in that way but we haven't been competitive right like we were the best we did was like fighting for like seventh or eighth place since he's left yeah so we cannot get over it since we have not and then like fuck Kawhi. all right fuck (laughs) him okay do, do, like, does he that. not remember like chasing him down in New York, like, yeah, like, and exactly. getting like having to go to some apartment and knocking on the door and him being behind the door and like hiding out from Pop, like he doesn't remember all that crap that 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 this dude did and his uncle did, like, and then he dragged. And I listen to these like national shows, right, and they're like, well, you know. Uh, the Spurs organization didn't look out for for Kawhi, and you know the medical staff like didn't do what its due diligence, and like that's why we're fucking booing this dude because this dude drugged this this organization down. Don't tell me that the Spurs didn't do what they needed to do for Kawhi. Right? We invented load management. Okay, Popovich. Yeah. Invented load Very management true. to take care of his players. 
You can't tell me yeah. Popovich wasn't doing everything he can to take care of Kawhi. But that's not what the national national media is, is talking about, right? They're talking about, oh man, they didn't do they didn't do their due diligence with him, and it's the Spurs' fault. So fuck you, Kawhi and Pop. You're just like, and I've been I've been on this on on this uh, you know soapbox alone here. But he he needs it's time for he got to go. Like he has got to go. Like that to me was very like uh, he's a couple of steps away from Mitch McConnell freezing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think part of that too makes me think. Because obviously, like after games, when they like embrace each other, they're obviously on good terms, him and Kawhi, right? And and great terms because I don't think you would fake something like that or fake niceties after a game that consistently. I think there's something more there in that relationship that they resolved that Pop is now like, damn, because he, he said multiple times when it first happened, his first game back, and he said it after this game too. He's like, I feel bad for him. And I think there's some in there that you know uh, because i also always think about like um like like Kawhi losing his dad at a young age and like i I remember thinking like why would this guy after all this time act like that and like leave in that way and i and one of the things that like seems to be is that like it's the uncle and the uncle is like the father figure and if pop was that kind of coach father figure later on I feel like there's something that like they had between the two of them, like hashing it out. That was like, all right, like, and I, and I could see probably a Kawhi being like, I fucked this up and I'm sorry. And now this is the thing I'm doing. And pop being the type of person to be like, all right, that's it. Now, obviously that's me thinking in the most kindest way possible. I will say this. I don't, I don't believe that fans need to forgive him for that. And I don't, and I, and I don't think that they need to like, let it go. But I do think that, there's something else there that we're not seeing. And like, that's why pop is like almost defensive, but it is really, really weird. It to is like, it is how, weird. how that happened. I will say this, that uh, the only like thing that I can say that may have been positive that I was thinking that pop may have been doing is maybe there's talks, you know, the Clippers are about to blow up, right? Maybe yep. there's talks about Kawhi coming back and he was like, you guys, yep. Like, don't mess this up. I'm trying to bring him back. And that's what I was thinking. Not not that I want him back. Like, I, I don't think he's I don't want him back. Yeah. yeah. I don't want him back. I don't want him back. I don't think he's gonna do anything for for us. He can he can't do anything He'll be for Wimby. He'll with be us too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want I don't want him back. But maybe that's like there's talks. I'm you know, I'm trying to get him back here. And so maybe he's like, guys, don't don't mess this up. And then like what Kawhi said is like yeah, they're gonna boo me. I think you know until like if I'm not in that jersey, they're gonna boo me. Yeah, and right. And he was like, "Yeah, it's cool. They're booing me until I, I, just the way that he answered that question was like, they're gonna keep booing until I'm back in that jersey again." It was like he almost wanted to say, "I'm gonna be back in that jersey again." And oh, so, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, he said yeah, that? yeah. He he didn't say it again, but I I felt like he like stopped himself. Got and it. he like he was so maybe that's it. I don't want him back. He can he can. He wanted to go to L.A., stay there, and be yeah. miserable. And and I get it because he's from there, right? But, again, I also could see that, too. Like, Pop being like, all right, there's an open door. Like, we're good. So, if you ever wanted to come back, like, we're here. And I could see that, too. Like, it, it seems so odd that it had to be something else. It's not just Pop trying to be, like, a moral compass. I was like, there's something else happening. 
and I don't. I'm not really sure. What well, it I think is, also, like, and also we know that the Spurs. There's always something else happening. Like they're thinking ahead. I know you don't think that. No, I don't. And you're do always that. hating on them. Yeah. But look at how we've come to be right now. And also, like, what are we actually missing? We're missing a Kawhi type of player. So I don't know. But yeah, I think those are all good I think, theories. I think also when, when we talked about um, just like where uh, Pop's head is at and like the power that I think he, he has, I think he has something where like, he feels like he is like everybody's coach in the league, right? Yeah. If you see him like after every single game, like he's giving hugs to all the other star players, and he's just like he talks so much, talks nice about every, like he. I feel like he thinks he's like the NBA's coach, and so like uh-huh. he's just like big old Papa Bear. Like I'm over it. Like. Bring back Becky. You know, yeah, I, I'm also for that. Bring back Becky. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think one thing about that, I always remember this one, uh, uh, Flip Saunders uh, comment where uh, I think Minnesota, I forgot what they did, but they created like a video thing and it was a diss, like they dissed a player that I think had left or something. And he didn't know. And at that point, he was like the president, too. He was the head coach and the president of basketball operation. And he didn't know they were going to put out that video. And he was pissed. And they asked him after the game. And he was upset. And he said something about, like, that, like, like he didn't know about it. And that, like, he wasn't okay with it. And that's not what you do. And I don't know if he mentioned the word class. But I remember one thing and being, like, really proud of that as a Spurs fan. But he was like, would San Antonio do that? And I'm being yeah. like, ah, like, and, and so I think that might be maybe how many coaches speak of the Spurs Probably organization really. and pop is like that they're the standard. Yeah. Right. But and if, I, I agree. And I, and I, I also like, I like that. I like that when, whenever, whenever you're talking, not, and not even just basketball, right. When they're talking football, yeah. when they're talking baseball, they always talk like organizational wise, they always bring up the Spurs. Right. Yeah. And so I do. I appreciate that. And that's totally pop. That's his culture. And that's what he brought here. But booing, like, we can't boo. Like, we need his permission to boo anybody. And that's classless. Like, come on. And you know what? I think your point was probably the strongest of all in the fact that, like, about winning Mm -hmm. is, like, if if you don't want us to boo, then give us something to cheer about. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like give us something that like then we we don't have to worry about booing other players to be in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, currently, what are we on a 12 game losing streak? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. bro. Let's move on to our another favorite team. OK. The Tennessee Titans and not necessarily what uh, is going on on the field right now. But uh, I sent you a link earlier uh, this week, um, and they were talking. There's talk of we talked college football earlier. There's talk of Rabel maybe going to Ohio State, uh, his alma mater. Yeah. He coached there. Uh, it looks like Ohio State is going to be moving on from Ryan Day, um, and it's not necessarily. Uh, the Titans wanting him to leave, but maybe Vrabel wanting to leave 
the Titans. Can you see Rabel as a college coach? I mean, I th- if he can't see well, him, that's where he started, right? Like he he's been there before, right? That's his like he knows that. But I can't see him. I don't know. Like he would be a good recruiter. I don't know if he wants yeah. to recruit, right? Like he will. Like he would be a great recruiter. Yeah, he would yeah. be a great recruiter. Um, and then like he, and they like money there is crazy right now. Crazy, course, crazy, yeah. crazy. He, I mean, he'll be made. He'll get whatever he'll be wants. made. He'll, Look at freaking uh, what's homeboy from uh, that just got fired by Texas A&M. Okay, Jumbo, Jimbo Jimbo Fisher, Fisher seventy seven million dollars to not coach. Yeah, and he, but the, uh, yeah, the money obviously, <laughs> yeah. and yet like I don't know that Vrabel's the type of guy to be like like I think Vrabel's the type of guy to take that as like an embarrassment. And that's the thing. I don't see him being the type of person that can go from that can go from the pro game to the college game, only because he's a pro player. I can see like coaches, guys who are coaches and not like full on players, go back and forth between the college and pro game. I I can't see him taking on like a college program because when you do a college program you, you gotta be there for what like they hire you for like at least five years yeah, right yeah well, that, so well that's can he do that I think that um if he doesn't turn turn this around like I how much like if if we play like this how many more years of this until he gets fired I mean, like, of last so, between last year and this year, like one more season. Like I don't think they want to well, fire I mean, him this year. But if we do this, if if we're the same way next year, like he's on the hot seat. I, I think he's such like the like I think he goes when Henry goes, which is at the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing. I. I don't know that they fire. Also, just based off of what's going on, like I could see him. Going to New England. Yes. Yes. That is. Uh, That's my most logical step. Like he goes and. and I don't the know. Successor. I don't know. Like. It's going to depend on how that breakup goes. Right. Because he respects and loves Bill Belichick so much. Like that's going to have to be a mutual. They just put him in the Hall of Fame over there. Right. They. Vrabel, they put him in the the New England Patriot Hall of Fame like two or three weeks ago, and so he's got he's got a lot of love for Bill Belichick, and so if, he's not from the Belichick tree, right? Yeah, he. I mean he he was coached by Belichick. No. Yeah, but he didn't coach under Belichick. No, no, he didn't coach under Belichick, but he but he talks all 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 the time about Belichick, and he calls him plenty times for for advice and coaching and all like they have a really good relationship yeah like he's never which, coached which under is him. what but that's what i'm saying it did, if if they just outlaw fire him and he didn't want to go like Vrabel's not going to be like okay i'm going to be that i'm going to go there now if it's a it's a mutual departing and everything is all good and then belichick asks hey do you want to come you mean between ownership and belichick yes I don't know that that's how that ends. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's why I don't see Vrabel taking that job when Belichick still wants that job. Yeah. 
I also don't see Belichick coaching anywhere else, though. No, like this is it. He'll be done because he can't. Huh? He'll be done. Like nobody, nobody wants yeah. him. Right? Yeah, I don't think anybody wants. Nobody him wants him. He has what I what I've and I'm kind of what I want to talk to uh, about uh, soft. Like he hasn't adapted to these these type of athletes. Yeah, and so his old school way of doing things when you don't have a Brady there that um, that is going to follow suit. Yeah, it's going to follow suit and be like, oh shit, if Brady can do it. Like it, yeah. it's old and it's not for for these type of athletes. So nobody, he's done. Like he's maybe maybe he'll go to Alabama. Saban will take him for sure, right? And <laughs> and rehabilitate him. He, I don't see Belichick going anywhere else. I see him. It's like, this is the kingdom that I built, and then that's it, and I'm moving on. Yeah. Or, or like retiring, right? Um, I can see Vrabel going to New England. And I'm trying to think of other, like, I was going to say programs, other places where. You know, I, I think I, I, I think Vrabel will want to go to Ohio State. And I think it's a good possibility. And like you said, like if if there's an opening this year, like he's got to take like if that's what he he wants, like he's got to take it now because they'll hire somebody yeah. else, and that'll be you know another four and five years. And like I said, uh, it's a big carousel with NFL coaches, right? And he, I think, I think. He can be if one more season like this, and he could be fired by the end of next season. And so, if he gets fired now, at the end of next season, and now Ohio State's not available, you know, I think that's in the yeah. back of his mind. Also, uh, I think he, the this all started from the last GM, the trading away of AJ Brown, him not really having yeah. a say on on the players as as he thought he was um he just had just in his reaction on that trade yeah yeah he had an issue this season with D Hop and and uh and Henry being on you know rumored trading block um he didn't appreciate that there there's a couple of reports that I read that he was kind of upset about that that they shouldn't be on it like he's i think the GM is trying to uh you know, just reset. Yeah. And, and Vrabel is not about that life, right? He's not. Yeah. He's not going to be there for a rebuild. Yeah. He's not going to be there for a rebuild. And so I think it's a good opportunity. I th- I think if I was Vrabel, I would definitely like, definitely take that into consideration. I, yeah, I, you know what? This is also the thing too, is Vrabel, like a Belichick does not strike me as someone who's about the bullshit. And if you go to a college program, I would imagine that's way more problems to manage than on a pro team, right? Because you have way more people just like in like just been the numbers, number of players, coaches, management all those things it's just far more people um they're much younger and much more foolish and there's also just the nature of college campuses and college like dramas that happen 
where you don't know who you're actually really recruiting versus in the pro game where you're like, I know who the fuck you, everybody knows who you are. So if you're going to come here, you better act right. Or like, we're not even going to try and bring you here because we know you don't act right. So those are the types of things that I think are, would I, that based on what I've seen from Vrabel and his personality, I don't think he would want to take that shit off. Yeah, no, I see, I see your point. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think I think it'd be interesting what happens at the end of the year. I mean, for all this to, to happen, like Ryan Day's got to get fired first, and so and that should happen if that's going to happen. Um, I think that they're waiting. That'll happen like next week, and so that'll be the first domino to fall. You think it would happen next weekend? Is that what you just said? Yeah, if the Ohio State because they're. They're still like there's outside chance they make the playoffs, right? Yeah. And so if once they do not make the playoffs, then that's the time that they will do all the firings and stuff. And so Ryan Day, Ryan Day, you mean at Ohio State? Yeah, at Ohio State. Ryan Day, Ohio State. Sorry, has to get fired. I thought first. you said that they would they would fire Rabel oh, next no, week. No, no, no. Rabel's good for the for the rest of the year. Um, One last thing. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that you believe Derrick Henry is out at the end of the year? Uh, just, I mean, the writing's on the wall to me. Just, um, the, this is last year of his contract. He's, uh, I don't think they're going to tag him again. Um, why not? Because I don't think, again, I think our GM is trying to rebuild. And we have Tajay, Tajay Sharp, um, mm. who is, not Tajay Sharp, what's his name? Yeah, that no, that's yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, we it's just, not, that's not enough. No, that's it's I said, not. Mm-hmm. It's not. But it, <laughs> if you see, like, he's getting a lot of reps. He's getting. I th- yeah. I think he's getting more reps than Henry. Um, there was well, not, not last week. How many carries? Week, yeah, how many carries did Derrick Henry have last week? Uh, twenty-five. I think okay. it was. Because and we're in week that was week eleven or yeah. twelve. Yeah. Which is about the time that they start turning up, right? Because they like yeah, and he's still what second in rushing yards. Like we're, we're acting like he's having a down year, which is crazy. He's still yeah. he's second and he's behind McCaffrey, right? And so, but I would say like like I said two games ago, he didn't play the fourth quarter at all, right? Yeah, he didn't play the fourth quarter at all, and so, um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think they want to pay him. I think he's gonna want money. Um, and uh, I'm, they're not gonna want to pay him. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Let I, one thing I want to have you been keeping up with this midseason tournament stuff? What are your thoughts on it? There's been a lot of different kind of controversies as far as like, uh, who was it? Boston and Chicago. They needed a win by like 33. And so they were yeah. up by like twenty something. They started following Andre Drummond, being up like it's it's crazy because of the point differential. Um, what are your thoughts on the tournament though? Have you been able to keep up with it? I I haven't been keeping up with it as far as like wins and losses and which teams are performing really well. I've been trying to understand a little bit more in like the setup of it all and the structure and. They obviously have group play the way that uh, the World Cup functions, right? And 
And then obviously, which is kind of, I feel a little bit insulting, but the benefit is more money for players, <laughs> which I think is like, I guess, all right. <laughs> like we need to give them more money. All yeah. right, cool. Yeah. Um, so that feels a little weird. Um, it, and then, and I think that part of it, I guess, makes sense in that like, all right, that's going to get them to like play harder and make it meaningful and, and give them motivation in that tournament. But I also don't know that like, I don't know that that makes it more entertaining for fans. Uh, I don't know if it's because it's too early in the season or if it's because like the outcome doesn't affect really the season in any way, but I'm not invested in it. And I also don't know though, if that's just like, because they haven't marketed in it in a way that would get me hyped to pay attention to it. Um, they've done all the great stuff with the courts. I think it's like, it seems like it's more geared towards the kids. Yeah. Yeah. We're too old um, for this shit. We don't like change. And to get kids. Huh? So yeah, yeah. We're too old for this shit. Dude. We don't like change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't give a fuck with these colored courts, but, um, but I don't know. I'm not invested in it. I'm not excited by it. I, I don't see the motivation for fans to really pay attention to it. What about I, you? Has that been something that's been interesting for you? It, it's interesting in the fact that I one thing I really like about the NBA is like they're not afraid to try new crap, right? They're just agreed, yep. And so this yep. this is actually a model from from soccer, and soccer leagues uh, do this all the time. Like this is normal. This is they have in season tournaments, they have in in season uh, championships uh, over in Europe, and so this is kind of the model off that. Um, I didn't, I mean, one, like the Spurs didn't win a game in this freaking little <laughs> group play, right? So it was hard to get into it in that. But the other night I was watching um, Golden State and Sacramento. And Golden State, in order to make it to the knockout rounds, they had to win by 12 points. And they were blow, They were winning by a lot by halftime. They they blew the lead in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, with like two and a half minutes left in the game, they were up by like six or seven. Right, and what got me like they were pushing for twelve. Yeah, and because they pushed for twelve, they wound up losing the game. Right. They weren't, oh, they didn't, you know, they weren't dribbling it out. They weren't, you know, milking yeah, yeah, yeah. the clock. They, they were, were actually they trading. Were pushing, they were pushing. They were shooting threes like right away. They were trying to win by 12. And so I'm like, this thing is nuts, right? Like these last two minutes of the game were exciting. Like I said, and they were, Golden State was up by seven. They could have just took it yeah. a dub, but they needed to win by twelve in order to make the knockout round. And so what ended up happening was uh they uh right now Thompson is is playing like crap and he was shooting a bunch of bricks and uh Sacramento just kept kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting, coming back, coming back. Uh once they once the I think uh, Golden State realized like they were not gonna go up by twelve, like it was too late, like the momentum had already shifted. Draymond turns the ball over. 
last second shot, Sacramento wins the game. Like that that was like what like that that to me was like okay, I can kind of see and the fact like you're right, like the fact that you have to like pay these guys a little bit more money in order to like to get interested in this, but they were interested, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell like this this game meant something and that that last quarter like felt like playoff basketball even though they were like up and they were trying to like it it was nuts. And so I I I think I turned a corner on them like okay, I can kind of see what this thing is kind of about cuz they're interested and once they're interested um this it wasn't just a regular regular season game, right? And so so this is a I have a follow-up question to yeah. this is at least to me, it feels like I'm seeing huge blown leads in a way that I have never remembered ever in the history of my watching basketball. And not just like, we're not talking about like eight point leads. We're talking like 20 15, point games. Yeah, you've been watching a lot of Spurs right? games. Like, didn't I think the Bucks came back from like a 26 point deficit yeah. in the second half Yeah, and won a game, right? So I don't like it. Like, I get what makes it interesting is that, like, you're never out of it. Like, you can come back. So, but I don't like the fact that, like, it feels like teams are not, teams are fraudulent. Like, the, and the game is fake. Like, it feels like a, like a kid game, right? Like a pickup game. Yeah. yeah. Like, anything can happen because the, the game is going to get sloppy because we're just chucking threes all game. Yeah. And now we're going to get to the place where, like, a, a team's just going to go cold, miss a bunch of shots, and another team can come back and, like, catch up. And, like, oh, okay, great. Now it's a game again. But it's, like, but it shouldn't have been that crazy of a lead to begin with if you were playing a game where the point was to, like, score versus, like, make more threes than the other team. And so I, I constantly have this debate with a friend of mine about who is more impactful to the game. And he's, his argument, but he's also a LeBron hater, is that it's Steph Curry. And he's like, because it changed the way they played the game. And I'm like, yo, but it's not good because every day in the school that I work at, I have to watch kids chuck threes from half court and they look fucking terrible. <laughs> yes. And it's like embarrassing <laughs> to watch. Like, I almost want to stop them from playing and be like y'all can't play no more because this is terrible yeah. like this is not the way the game is supposed to play to be played and like i'm yo try to try being a seventh grade basketball coach okay just wait yeah exactly yeah you're right you're right you're right so you know i've had to, like there's been times where i've had to be like every point every shot made in the paint is two points and everything outside the paint is one yeah, just yeah. to get kids to be like Go to the fucking basket yeah, and play yeah, the game the yeah, way it's yeah. supposed to be played. I mean, it's to me, it's evolving. I think to me, I think there's a lot more good players in the NBA right now. There's a lot more close to great players in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. I think almost ev- almost every team has got a a close to superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I, I think the parody is that the, the players are getting better. Okay. And so when you're playing a Milwaukee team, like, that team can go off at any second. Right. I think, uh, but I I, do, I think Curry has something to do with that because a lot of these guys, 
pattern their game after him and it's about dribbles and it, it, it's not all about to me curry's game is not all about shooting three his handles are crazy and nobody's yeah. like kids have been doing trying to do his warm-up routine you know for years now trying to get his handles and dribbles and stuff like that and so um yeah i mean i i enjoy it it's it's i get where you're coming from um but i i can I, I'm I'm not upset with it. Like, to me, it, it's a little bit exciting. I don't like. The only thing, if if I'm gonna put like my old head, like OG, I don't like that players like each other. Right? I yeah. Don't, I I don't like uh, that. That's that's the only thing that. He said that, I don't like that. The the only thing that I don't like about this new school basketball is that like. They've got so much respect for each other, and they like they practice with each other in the off season and do all this stuff, and so they're really good friends doing podcasts together and all this shit. With you know, like I want you to hate the other team. Like I just want you. I don't want you to like the other team. If they're not on your team. You don't like them, and I think that would make for more competitive basketball, as opposed to all the respect that we give to everybody. And you know, oh man, you know. So that that's the only thing I would say about this new school basketball that I don't like. But other than that, the actual basketball that's on the court, like I don't mind it. So, all right, back to the main, I think, idea, or not back to, but we've been alluding to this, and we wanted to talk about this. Is does that mean or make players soft that they like each other? Yeah. So let me let me let that's me, one of the things. Yeah, yeah a bunch of things. Let me give soft. you a quick backstory of why I, I thought about this question. Uh, you know the soldier to sideline uh, thing that that I've been a part of this past year, right? Um, yeah. Well, I got an email the other day, and there was like, "Hey, there's this uh, webinar that we're doing. Um, it's with uh, old the old Army coach and the old Navy coach, and they'll be on this thing, and you know, just talking about leadership and stuff." And I was like, "Cool, I can do it." Like it was for an hour, just listening and talk. I'm like, "Cool, I'll be on it." And I think like it was mistakenly sent to me um because there was only like 20 people on this thing and usually there's like at least like a hundred right yeah yeah yeah. and there was only 20 and then i'm like i'm looking at the uh the chat like the the zoom and i'm like who is that dude like that dude looks familiar who is that dude that dude looks familiar and that's like bam denver Broncos special team coach uh detroit lions running back coach uh UNLV's offensive coordinator like and they weren't giving classes like they were in the class and I'm like yeah 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 and I'm like what the fuck like what am I doing here <laughs> right and so anyway so they were talking right that's amazing yeah yeah I was way. like yeah and they were talking and uh the old army coach actually um talked about you know that he thinks this generation is soft and you know if he can change anything like he just thinks this and to me and i and i <laughs> and maybe like i think the realization of like who's this dude in the zoom is because i i i spoke up and uh-huh. and i i was like i was like i don't know if you can say like this generation is soft i just think everything is evolving because if you if you talk to people that are older than us we were soft right yeah, yeah, yeah and you talk to their you know yeah and it just we just kept getting we just keep getting softer, right? Or we're evolving, right? If if I had what my kids have today, I wouldn't be as you know. 
But yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah. VR headsets. And I didn't have the internet like this. And, you know, and and the same for, like, it's just, to me, parents and, and the younger generation is not getting soft. It's just different. And what I brought in, I was like, I think it's lazy to, to say, <laughs> I think it's lazy to say that this generation is just soft. Because you're giving yourself an excuse that uh, how, why you can't coach these guys. If you're just saying, oh, they're just soft, then you haven't changed and you haven't evolved to to be able to coach these guys. And you're yeah, stuck yeah, in your yeah. old ways. So I don't, I don't even, I don't think, and I, to me, that's just me personally. Like, I don't, I don't like the, the cop out of, oh, this generation is soft. You can't do this. No, you have to change. Yeah. You have to figure out. Like, it is your job as a leader. It is your job as, yeah, yeah. as a coach to figure out ways to coach them. And you can't coach them and you can't lead them the way that you were led freaking 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, not, like, <laughs> the, and then you got kicked out of the Yeah, season. well, they, 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 they cut off. They're like, well, that being said, you know, it was a good. Uh, <laughs> they're like, do you guys want to talk crap about you to each other, Army, Navy, since that game is coming up? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and so like five minutes later, like the the webinar stopped. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'll get invited back. But anyway, so yeah, good. The question to you, <laughs> so you know how I feel about it. Question to you: Is this generation soft? <laughs> I, you know what, I think that you, that's a really great point. I think, um, I think the how you get coached over time and determine whether you're soft or not. I do think that coaches need to evolve. I think also agreed is that like, if you have more resources to help make you a better player, it's, it makes the game easier for you, which then means like, I'm not going to do a bunch of grueling things. Like I remember like, uh, like Michael Irvin would say that like he would be on the field and it was like uh, there, and he would talk about like how he wouldn't leave the practice field doing the extra reps until he threw up twice. <laughs> so he was like, would keep going after yeah. he threw up, and then right, and that was his measure of like tough or like when he'd had enough or his body couldn't take enough. I don't see any player practicing so they throw up because they recognize and I think we're smart enough to also recognize like something's wrong with you if yeah, you're throwing you can't up that practice. Yeah, you can't do yeah. that in practice. There's no more. And now legally you can't do that as yeah. a coach either, right? But I think those types of things are where if if that's your what you're saying is what makes a player soft, right? That they're not going to push themselves. It's like, all right, at what point are we like now setting the standard of like pushing past a certain, like, where's the line? Because the line does have to move with what we know about bodies, conditioning, right? Practices. Like you can't run a guy into the ground and expect him to be like, not everybody's built the same way. And like, I think we, we think about like, uh, like Michael Jordan and like people that were like, Oh, I practice till whatever Kobe, all these guys. And it's like, all right, maybe like you found a way to do that. But that's not the norm, and that's not what you can expect out of everyone. It also doesn't mean that it makes them great. But it also doesn't mean also that I don't think that mellow is, like, soft and chubby all the time and probably should be more conditioned, right? So I do think that there's this, like, weird gray area of figuring that out. But 
I think the bigger thing is like determining whether players are mentally soft. And I think that comes from how they treat their teammates, how they uh, deal with adversity, how they get through um, things that are like not going well on a team. And then like how they like, again, treat, treat their teammates, but also how they then act or respond in those moments. And I think those are the things that like we should be more concerned with players because I think those are the places where coaches are at fault for giving and programs for giving players passes on things like sexual assault, things like right, like um DUIs and and like you know, the types of things where it's like, no, you had a choice and you made the wrong choice, and now you're gonna have to sit out in order to understand what that means, or you gotta be like suspended or removed from a team. But we also know that if there's money following them and there's a good enough player that like people aren't going to do that and they're going to frame it under the excuse that like we're taking away an opportunity from a player. And those are things that I think make a person athlete mentally soft because then they don't know how to respond to stuff later on. Yeah, I think I think you hit a point, a good point. of just talking about like resources and we're just uh we're educated more right i i believe like we're educated more as far as what's what's good for somebody on on the field and what's not good for somebody on the field um you know like i grew up in an era where we did oklahoma drill like every other practice right and that now like that that drill is banned right you can't do that on football practice anymore um yeah and so it's just and then like there's immediate CTE. Yeah, for reals. For reals. And then uh there's uh the mental health aspect of where like mental health was not not a thing for us growing up, right? It was just not like it was all about sucking up and, and just yeah. it, right? And so um I think I think it's it's I I'm glad that we hear that mental health is is a part of that, yeah. and you need to be able to realize that that it's a part of it. It's a part of everybody's. Like you need to take mental health uh, as serious as you take, you know, ACL injury or hamstring injury or you know all that stuff. Like you need, we need to get. To, I think we're aware of it now. I don't think a lot of people know how to handle it. Yeah, of course. And so, um, you know, just the the aspect of like, I'm gonna be a coach that just yells and cusses at a player and, and tears them down. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not knowing, like, you don't know what somebody's going through, right? Yeah, yeah. And you don't know what they're going through at home. You don't know what's going on. You know, they've got so much other stuff that you have to worry about. And so, is that really, you know? what you want to do to a player. So, um, to me, like, again, ge- this generation isn't soft. We are just evolved as a human race. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, ju- it's different, right? And, and it should be different. And, uh, like, if, if this is what, like, if, if the, if we have to get to where we're at right now and, and you just have to call it soft, then fine, just call it soft. But I would much rather be where we are now 
Yeah. With with I, like knowing that we got lots more to do. Still. I think certain generations of people also too may not fully understand that what they saw as like toughing it out is actually abuse. <laughs> And like, it's like, actually, like, and you may not think it's abuse because you normalized it, but this is like what abuse does is that you then just accept it as a norm and think that you're just supposed to take it. And in reality, it's like what you've done is, is like created a person that like is accepting and, and, and then also like returning abuse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the argument of like, well, this is the way that I was treated. And yeah. Like, well, yeah. Look at how big of an asshole you are right now, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, you got treated fucked up. Yeah, you got treated fucked up, and now you're, you know, treating somebody well, else fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, you're fucked up. You're trying to treat. You're trying to like let's break the cycle of treating people like they're fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I don't believe this generation is soft. Um, I think it is our responsibility as leaders uh, to adapt. To what is going on, and like we said, we, like I talked to earlier, I, I don't think a Bill Belichick is the type of person that can adapt to that, right? He's yeah. like he's he is what he is, right? And everybody talks about how hard it is over there, and how hard you know practices are. And man, my kids are going wild right now. The what? I said my kids are going wild right now. <laughs> Soft ass kids. <laughs> if I yelled like this in my house when I was little, yeah, exactly. we got a belt. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I don't think a Bill Belichick is is ready to adapt like that. Um, and so I think that uh, yeah, I think he's nobody wants him anymore because he just can't he can't relate to today's athlete and yeah the thing i would say about the thing about this generation that's definitely not solved is like they're no longer willing to like accept anything but what they what they feel is good for themselves right they're they've come to like i'm not gonna be happy there i'm not gonna stick it around right i don't think that this generation is now i'm gonna ask this is James Harden soft? <laughs> oh god, that's a whole. Uh, no- he's not soft. He's selfish. Selfish. Okay. Okay. And so, and then I think that that is a very fine line, and also very important point for coaches to clarify when they're talking about players and things like that, because a selfish athlete can destroy a whole team, particularly a selfish star, right? And sometimes those things get pulled together, and I think that like, we gotta make sure that we're being very clear of, like, what's the difference between someone, like, quote-unquote being soft, and then someone who's just, like, flat-out selfish and doesn't care about their teammates or the situation or, or what's going on. Yo, when he said he don't need to fit the system, he is the system? Yeah. That was, like, oh my god, like... Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. I love that you went to the Clippers. I love that you went to the Clippers. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> after that comment. I was like, I love that you went to the Clippers. Yeah. And I agree. That that was the selfishness right there. 
But I mean, we have other topics, primo. I think we're hitting our hour mark. Um, we gotta head on. My kids are going buck wild right now. Yeah, go get them. Yeah, uh, but I, <laughs> I appreciate we are back. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again next week. That is Christopher Costello. I'm Luis Velasquez. We are the Puro Pinche Primos, and we are out. <laughs>